Hello, podcast legends. Back on for another episode. This one, we sat down with Stephen Tuff at the Australian Big Board Nationals. So this was prior to the event. It was on Saturday afternoon. So I bought a couple of fancy new podcast microphones that I set up in the caravan. So hopefully the sound quality is pretty good. I'm the audio from our voices should be excellent. There's probably going to be a little bit of background noise because we were just in a caravan right beside a motocross track, but I think that'll add to the vibe. There's a few 500s and and big rigs getting around on the weekend, so so hopefully the sound quality is pretty good. But if it's not, let me know. Send me a message or something. But I'm looking to be doing some more of these podcasts at the races that's why i bought the the better microphone set up so when i am at these races i can do a few more sort of short interviews with some of the riders and and people at the events so anyway hope you enjoy this one and we'll get stuck into it all right we're on now we're here with Stephen tuff we're at the big board nationals at cruising's ride park how's it going man yeah really good mate um in a lot of ways it felt like we'd never get here because we've actually had a couple of false starts. We, the, the idea for this was born before the pandemic. Yeah. I was going to say that it was booked in then, wasn't it? Yeah. It, never it, went ahead. it was. And it had been an idea just clicking around in my head yeah. because, um, you know, 500 CC two stroke is like the king of the jungle Yeah, and they don't make them anymore. And they're, they're this cool thing. And I always wanted one. And, um, yeah, luckily I, I got to purchase one before the pandemic and I just had this idea to be cool to run a race for big ball bikes. Yeah. No cool. one else is doing it. And the most popular dirt bike series this country's ever known was the Thumper Nats. Yeah. And the coolest part of that was the big balls, the big thumpers. Sending it around. Yeah. And, and so that was my idea. And, and yeah. it was just a loose conversation with the editor of ADB magazine, Mitch. And he said, mate, that is cool. How do we make this happen? Yeah. So we, we I approached uh, Dan Kruzik from Kruzik's Ride Park. Yeah. Because he's got this awesome big natural terrain, big loamy track, and he was keen. Perfect for 500s. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's a horsepower track. <laughs> yeah. And so we geared up and, and literally put in a few months' work, and then the pandemic hit and we got shut down. Yeah. And then we tried to get it going again, and then we all know how... The pandemic went up and down, up and down, and, and so we just shelved it. It was too hard, yeah. and to be honest, I was a bit um, over it. Yeah, a bit over it, a bit disillusioned because I'd invested so much of myself in it. Yeah, and to have the rug pulled was really tough. And um, you know, we had paid up entries and sponsors mm. and all sorts of stuff, so we refunded it and just shelved it. Yeah, and then um, when we got back to our new normal, I thought, well, why not? And We're good to go. Yeah, Mitch was keen because he, you know, the magazine. Is, is support that's our official media partner is ADB. Yeah. So they're dedicating quite a bit of space for it because yeah. they're stoked. They're up, they're up and about. And um, yeah, Jono and Dan Kruzik from the Ride Park, they own 500s, so yeah. they were keen. And, and, and yeah, here we are. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Like even before the Thumper Nats, I guess like Mr. Motocross back in the day, it was all 500s, wasn't it? Yeah. And they kind of like they wilted away. Yeah. Well, the World 500. GPs. I, I had yeah. a poster of Jeff Leesk on a CR500 on my bedroom wall. <laughs> you know, that, that, and that to me, that was as cool as it got. Yeah. And uh, in 92, when the motocross, the nations came to Manjimup, yeah. I went over there as an 18 year old and 
got to see my all-time favourite rider, Jean-Michel Bale, on a CR500. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just burned into my brain. that It's just cool. It's cool. They look cool. They sound cool. Yeah. They're cool. Oh, they are, man, for sure. I think anyone that's, like, grown up riding dirt bikes has got a soft spot for, for the old two-strokes and... Well, and they're polarising. Like, yeah. you talk to some people and it's like, they're psycho. Like, don't go near them. They're, you can't ride them. They're widow makers. And then you've got other people that, yeah, romanticise them a bit, probably like myself. But, um, mate, it's, it's hard to beat the sound of those things, even at idle. Yeah. Let alone when they're, the gas is on under load. They, they just sound cool. Yeah. That's a good time. Yeah. What about there's like there's obviously the five hundred four stroke class too. Yeah, well, I mean, you go to any trail ride or or you go to the Fink Desert Race, you go to Hatar, even the the state off road championships. There's a ton of guys on five hundred cc four strokes. Yeah. Um, well, they're kind of popular these days. The five hundred four strokes in Australia, aren't they? For yeah, the type of riding we have here. Yeah, and yeah, for good reason. They're they're, they're so easy to ride. They're yeah. a ha- heck of a lot of fun. And they're really accessible. And I reckon there's there's the V8 factor in Australia. Like, <laughs> horsepower's king, you know. Yeah. What do you ride? Oh, I've got a 350F. What? <laughs> oh, I've got a 500, mate. You know, like, they're swinging their tool around <laughs> saying I'm the boss. But, yeah, in reality, they're great fun to ride. So, yeah, yeah we've got that class here as well yeah. because there's so many of those guys. Yeah. Um, we've actually structured it so that you can race – anything above 250 up to 500 yeah because there's a lot of guys that wanted to enter and, and they kind of felt left out yeah um, because they got a 350 or a 450 but that's that's cool yeah come and try a lark and it's it's great that they've got the balls to go up against a 500 that those guys are cool but just not as cool as the guys that are <laughs> big balls <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny like when, I know when Andy went over to do to race the six day, he struggled to find a five hundred over there. Yeah, in France because they just don't ride them over there. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, in the past, I, I worked for, for a, a manufacturer here, you know, the Australian distributor, and they didn't have a five hundred at the time, yeah. and it took a bit of toing and froing with the factory to convince them that you know this is a five hundred loving country. Yeah, and I mean, it, you, you spectated at uh, Adder. Yeah. Or think desert race. It's, yeah, it's what they ride. Yeah, people yeah. love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's kind of like it's not just for the five hundred for the old bangers. It's obviously it's it's got it's got the five hundred two strokes, which is like nineties even earlier. Yeah, but then you've still got like the modern the modern day five hundreds and the big yeah. bores as well and yeah, the big bore sure. two strokes. As yeah, well. well, even the baby big bore two strokes yeah. up to three hundred yeah. two strokes. So many guys out there with like a the 300 exe or, or a sherco 300 or or you know yeah um the new tpis whatever like those things are cool too yeah so come out here and rip it up like it's cool not to stick i mean i love the sound of a 125 on the pipe as well yeah but that's not what we're about yeah. this track is 2.6 kilometers long yeah uh, it's natural terrain there are no jumps yeah sandy loam and the corners are just pretty free flowing and perfect for um, railing yeah it's just Good hey, fun. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> do you want to go and do another moto? Okay. Man, a few words. <laughs> it's in the zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, we were talking about it out there before. Do you like this? Is a little bit off topic, but 
who who do you think would be the man to do it, and how do you think they would go if someone lined up at Fink now on a five hundred? Oh. But I'm not. I'm not saying that they're going to win the thing, but yeah. there's there's probably some guys out there that are like legit dudes that could send one of those things down the Fink track still, and it'd just be f- interesting to see where they stacked up. Mate, there's a few guys that could do it. It's a matter if they want to do it. And this is a really interesting question because of the way the track has changed. Yeah. So for the last two years, it's been a drag race. It's yeah. been flat. Yeah. So as good as a old school two-stroke 500 is, they just don't turn like a modern yeah, thumper yeah. can. Yeah. So you got to get them through turns and then you got to try and keep the thing in a straight line over the whoops. Yeah. Um, it's probably the corners more than anything, and then when it gets really rough. But, yeah, on a fast track, geez, it'd be hard to beat one. It would be. Um, back when they had the road section of of Fink, yeah. uh, the four strokes just couldn't keep up. Yeah, right. Um, Andy Hayden, I, I can't remember if it was on a KTM or a Hooserberg. It was a big capacity four stroke. Yeah. And him and Rick Hall, who was on a CR500, and by Rick's own admission, admission he, he, he really admired the way Andy rode. He was great. One of those guys that just looked a natural on a motorcycle. Yeah. And they started together and they sort of swapped the lead a bit as they got out of the that sort of prologue track area, the arena area. Yeah. He said, we got onto a straight and uh, Andy, he said Andy was in front of him because he was, you know, perhaps a better rider at the time. And then Rick yeah. clicked fifth and it was just, see you later, Andy. <laughs> Go on. And the mighty CR just <laughs> took off and that was the end of that. <laughs> So it's a cool question, and I reckon it'd have to be a guy that has been around a bit and and would be adaptable enough. Yeah. Um, Geez, I'd love to see Pricey on one. I was going to say, it'd be sick to see him on one. Yeah, because he's he's a cyborg, that dude. He can, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we've all seen what he can. He'd be great to watch, but um, probably the only person that would do it would be Grabo. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And um, it could be a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Because, like, they were the bike to ride, I think. 100%. Years and years and years. Yep. The, the Kawasaki's were equally fast from what I've been told or or quicker, but yep. they couldn't make them hang together. Yeah, right. They would let go. Yeah, okay. And, and the Hondas just had the durability. Yeah. And just such a long line of development. Yeah. Because they'd worked with them year after year after year. There was all these little refinements and yeah. they just ended up with this long list of modifications that were developed over what was the win streak it was like 13 years or something yeah it was huge yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but at the same time they had some that were bombed off their heads and alan rowe i think he won it twice he told me that he didn't necessarily need a fast bike he needed a bike he could ride fast yeah which is something that stuck with me and i i apply that to almost any situation on any bike. Yeah. Yeah. But that was coming from someone that had a 500 bombed off its head and, <laughs> and he struggled to ride it <laughs> on the fastest track in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, like then the KDMs came along and like Honda, since then, like Honda haven't really had it, had anyone at the... Yeah. Yeah. Well... Like there's been a couple, but they, they went all right for a while, but now like KDM just dominate there. Yeah, they do. For the most part. Yeah. Well... The Honda thing continued on for a little while. It was 2003. Um, 
was the year that the Akato first won and broke Honda's win streak up there. Yeah. But that was a pretty unique bike. A lot of development had gone into that. A guy, um, DJ Smart Auto Tech, Darren Smart. Yeah. From Alice Springs, he developed that bike. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it was it was a bit of a rocket. Yeah. And yeah, he he won that year, and then the following year Honda had their first 450R win up there. Yeah. In 2004. Yeah. And that continued for a while until Grabo ruined the whole thing and <laughs> jumped ship to Cato and did what everyone told him he couldn't do and won it on a KTM. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of been that way for a long time now. Yeah. 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 Well, let's put the call out to Grabo then. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he'd take it. <laughs> if you're listening, Ben, make it happen. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it'd be with, cool to see. Well, with the development of the new BRC bikes. Yeah. Um, it's possible to put one in a modern frame frame, and you've got all that good suspension that that everyone's working with at the moment and man if you could get one of those things to hang together mm. <laughs> I'd love to see it yeah, it'd be awesome <laughs> but I mean that's a different sh- stratosphere to what we're about yeah for sure here the, yeah you know the big ball nationals yeah Someone's going to go home with a national title. This is all about fun, mate. We, we've yeah. even got a non-competitive class. Yeah. Just And it, it's just as popular as some of the other classes. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what's the, like, this is the first year it's it's running, obviously. What's the plan to, is the plan to make it like an annual thing? Yeah, it is. Um, haven't really taken it past being a, a one-day event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had some dudes from Queensland and New South say, hey, bring a round up here. Yeah. But uh, you're kind of opening a whole new can of worms with making it a, a series. Yeah. And I don't have any interest in doing that at the moment. Yeah. Um, a one-off taking a fair chunk of my time and effort and soul as it is. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm working with Dan and Jono Kruzik from Kruzik's Ride Park, which, yeah. you know, they've done... An, awesome amount of work on the track yeah. um, and, and all the finishing touches. So, you know, you got to find someone that's going to be as good as that. Yeah. Never say never. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be cool to see tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited to see a grid full of the big bangers sending it out there again. Yeah. Well, we're, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever experienced just a gate, like on a local level of, 502 strokers yeah for sure yeah it's gonna be unreal yeah. <laughs> and yeah and you know I'm, I'm obviously i'm not the only one because yeah. we've got guys that have driven down from uh the central coast of new south wales the south coast yeah um was is yeah. that um the ninnises is that yeah. yeah you know them well i know brock yeah just oh. from not really well but i did a coaching day up at Mount Kembler that he was at. Right. And I just, the, the wagon, his dad was there in okay. the, the HK wagon. Yeah. And that's what they've just, they've driven that thing down from Wollongong, man, with the trailer It's on the epic. Back. You see the Venetian blinds see, in the yeah. back and everything. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. proper old school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I love that. I love yeah, that. For sure. Yeah. For so, sure. you know, I think we'll, there'll be a bit of that vibe. There's a bit of a nostalgia about these things. So yeah. uh, I had plenty of inquiry about coming to spectate. Yeah. So, you know, I think we'll have a few people lining the fences and yeah. having a whiff of that beautiful two-stroke caster. <laughs> caster oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it'll be fun. And yeah, I can't wait to see that gate drop. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Hopefully the ground shakes and <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what what model is yours? The... Uh, it's a 2001. Yeah, right. So, I yeah, wasn't sure. Couldn't it's, officially, it's the last year of production yeah. of, of the Honda. Yeah. Uh, they did release a 2002, but it was just rebadged. Okay. And then in Australia, they were trying to get rid of some excess stock, so they actually complied, a bunch of them, and called them yeah, CREs. Yeah, I reckon yeah. one of my mates bought one. Okay. Back in the day, yeah. Well, well I'll tell you what, I wish he'd, I bet he thinks he would love to have it now, because <laughs> those things are, are fetching. They would be worth a shitload. Yeah, yeah, around 30 or north of 30K. Yeah. Which is yeah, right. insane. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got one of those, <laughs> you're doing all right. Yeah, you're doing all right. Like it's a proper investment. <laughs> well, even even mine has um has doubled in value in three years. Yeah, right. Which you know that's how I justified keeping it when I spoke to my wife. <laughs> She's always happy to sell it first. Like it happened. Thanks to Dan Andrews. Yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheers, Dan. <laughs> For all the pain you've caused me. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep the CR. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dan. Maybe we should have dragged him down here to watch this. <laughs> Make him ride one. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what they say, big ball roost hits harder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was lucky enough to spin a few laps on the big girl today. It was... Yeah. That was um, the best fun I've had on a bike in a long time, man. Tell me why. It was awesome. I don't... I. I think I, I expected it to own me a bit more. I, I thought it would be a bit more difficult to tame the beast. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think that's probably the perfect track to ride it on, like a, mm -hmm. a f open, flowing, natural terrain. Yep. I definitely don't think I'd like to ride it on a tight, technical <laughs> off-road yeah. off track. Um, but, yeah, a track like that where you can open up the corners and, and carry momentum, it was great fun. Yeah. <laughs> What about vibrations? Everyone says to me, oh, does it vibrate? <laughs> well, it vibrates more when you're sitting there. It doesn't, like, it wasn't crazy bad. Like, I didn't have blurred vision or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you're on the pipe, it's not that bad. Yep. Like, I did a 20-minute moto, no worries. And how um, did you ride it? Were you riding it where in the revs? Like, was you a conscious thing, or did you just find it sweet spot? Yeah, it took me two laps to figure out how to ride it i think like and just adjust to the ergonomics that's the biggest difference it's like it's you, you can't slide forward on the seat to get big to get up front in a turn like it's so that was the big just adapting to that yep once i got the feel for that and figured out how to get the thing to turn because if you're too aggressive on the or too early i should say on the throttle it or and aggressive it wants to stand up because it's got so much inertia yep so you really need to let it roll like carry your entry speed and let it roll through the mid-turn and then just roar. But you can actually, like, be pretty aggressive on the throttle, I found. Yep. And it's not... Like, it hits hard straight away. Kind of not any harder than a 450, though. But then it just stops. Yeah. It just... there's It doesn't... Rev, like, it revs, but there's no power past, like... Like, so if you just keep shifting gears, it just makes speed, like, really quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, if you keep, if you're feeding the thing gears, it, it's, it makes speed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a fun there. Yeah. Now, you mentioned really the seat. Oh, I think that's the coolest thing about it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's like a foot thick, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's, it's like, oh, this is comfy. And it's slippery and it's fat. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. 
but in saying that though, like it it actually turns all right. I I think I didn't expect it to steer as well as it does. Yeah, right. But like I didn't tuck the front once. Yeah, okay. I I for some reason I just thought like an old school bike where you're kind of sitting more I guess upright and back a bit. Yep, having to steer it with the rear wheel. The rear wheel, yeah. yeah. Which you could, which it was. Like I was en- entering the turns, you could like it would it it felt really comfortable like drifting the rear wheel in. Like yep. you could get a two wheel drift going but not but under control. Yeah. But then in the little ruts out there, like the front actually hooked up and turned and what about when you roll off and it goes boom, boom, boom? <laughs> I found that was way worse if you downchanged to, if you were down to lower gear. Yep. So I was pretty much just third gear everywhere. Okay. And then down those straights, just click four. Yep. And, and, and yeah, if you were down to lower gear, it got that ding, 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 yep. ding, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you said you wouldn't like to enjoy, you wouldn't enjoy it on a, like a tight track or in the bush but do you remember I think his name was Matt Smallman and he rode on the Australian Junior Trophy team years ago on a CR500 really yeah yeah right yeah. and it was it was one of the I was you know in Europe somewhere yeah and I always fascinated me and I North Queensland fella I think he was yeah right yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah I'd, I'd love to chat to someone or, or him around that time because yeah. that would be the last bike I would choose <laughs> to ride enduro, particularly at a six day. Six day, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he did. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I reckon that was probably the late 90s, maybe. Yeah. Around that, that era somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, mad dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be just worried about stalling it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was Powley was like, nearly had to start it for me. Oh, right. First time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I got it figured out. Once it was warm, it seemed to start easier. Yeah, there's a bit of a knack. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to share it though. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't start it, you can't ride. Well, it. that's exactly what I thought. He's like, "Do you want me to start?" I'm like, "No, nah, man. If I can't start it, I can't ride it." <laughs> Mate, I, I, I rode a five, CR 500 and think um, it was a former winning bike. Yeah. And I had the same issue. I couldn't start it. Yeah. <laughs> I've since learnt the trick, but yeah, well, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Especially the next day, we're down at Fink waiting to start and I had to get someone else to start it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't stall it, don't stall it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the thing was, the funny thing, man, like I had my lap timing GPS tracker on out there. Uh, and the truth, I, the ugly truth. <laughs> the ugly truth is I was two seconds a lap faster on the CR around that track than I was <laughs> on my YZ450. So I don't know what that means, but I know what it means. means You're faster. I want to know. (laughs) I want to know why. (laughs) Like I said, that's the the thing that surprised me the most was how comfortable I felt pretty quickly. Within the third lap, I felt like I could just rail it. Yeah, right. Those corners. Okay. Really comfortably. That's cool. And even off the like those tabos are only small, but yeah, it felt good to jump. Yeah, right. And yeah, I just. I didn't expect it to handle as well as it does. I just thought it'd be a bit more of a pig, I suppose. <laughs> but, but like I say, like that track kind of lends itself to, mm. yeah, being able to sweep the turns and open things up. Did you get the pleasure of um, passing someone so you could like throw house bricks at them from the rear wheel? <laughs> I've been told it hurts a lot. <laughs> I did round up a kid on a wasn't one two five. <laughs> he might be hating me. Yeah. 
suck the side plates off his bike and then <laughs> then roost the crap out of him. This big boy roost hits harder. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I tell you what, if you get anyone that's raced harder before will know you get behind a 500, man, it is bad news down those straights. <laughs> it's, it's something else. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you liked it. It's cool. I'm, I was really keen to see what you experienced and, yeah, it seems like you're genuinely pumped on it. Yeah, it was good fun, man. I, I loved it. Did you bring your checkbook? Yeah. <laughs> Do me a deal. <laughs> no, I want to buy a boat. I'll straight swap. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, it's funny, and, and yeah, you got your your lap time or whatever. But I, uh, I'm tipping you, YZ's it's a lot more versatile. Yeah, I guess yeah, for sure. It's it's yeah, it's funny though that you can go back on it like that's what's that twenty one years older than my bike. Yeah, shitload of refinement and technology in that thing. Yeah, and. Yeah, you can go two seconds faster on an old, an old CR without a power valve. The weird thing is, though, right? You're paying twice as much for the privilege for a 21-year-old bike. It's mental. It doesn't yeah. make sense, but, man, it's fun. It's it just is, fun, yeah. and, yeah, it makes me smile every time I ride it. Well, that's exactly what I said, man, when I got off the bike. Like, Riley was out, and I said, man, that is the best fun I've had riding a dirt bike in a little while. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully that rubs off on everyone tomorrow, and... Yeah, um, the Big Bore Nationals is just one bloody good time. I think it will be, man. Yeah, even just today's a good vibe. Yeah, everyone's having a good time. Yeah, and and that'll be even it'll it'll be all about that tomorrow. That's yeah, exactly, mate. That's the that's the I don't know for want of a better word. That's the vibe. Yeah, we're just here to have a good time. That's it. Yeah, there's... <laughs> smell some two stroke. Yeah, <laughs> whether that's good or bad for you, I don't know. <laughs> but man, it's fun. Uh, and that's what that's what people want, man. Like, you want to come and have fun on your dirt bike. Yeah. Like, you don't want it to be full serious all the time. Yep. Well, you know, um, we've got Tim Coleman, the the hard enduro rider and, and yep. stunt rider. He's he's coming tomorrow to race on his three hundred uh, on his Sherco. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I said to him, oh, I thought you'd be off doing other things. And he goes, oh, yeah. But I, he goes, I thought I just want to go and have some fun. Yeah, and that were his words, and I'm like, yeah. "That's sick!" Like, yeah. that's what we're all about. Yeah, I just want to sure. come and have some fun, and you know, like I said, the track doesn't have jumps on it. Yeah, it's got some cool sweeping corners and a fast straight, um, and that's it. Well, it's good. It kind of removes that barrier of entry for some people. Like, yeah, a lot of guys that have got a 500, they're not like a KDM 500. They're not going to go race an AIC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No way in the world. Like, yeah. And, it, you know, there's a billion dudes out there that have got those bikes. Yeah. Um, if they can come here and have a good time on them, we're great. Yeah. That's that's what we're all about. We've got some really cool trophies. We've got some cool T-shirts. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's awesome. And some legit fast guys in the, yeah. in the boys' class. Like, yeah. there's some dudes that can, like, can ride. Like, there's going to be some good racing tomorrow. There'll be some ripper racing. Yeah. Yeah, there really will. Um, there's some guys out here that are... are top shelf yeah and all the way down to dudes that you know there's there's actually a dad coming tomorrow he's a grandfather yeah and he's got all of his kids back on bikes yeah and he said that this is a, a bit of a family project for him yeah right um in and he he thanked me probably six or seven times already he said this event's really made us get together and yeah it's something that we're all going to do together and the grandkids are going to come and you know that that part of it I, I didn't really think about that side of it yeah but um, yeah, he's he's stoked, and it's like a real event for them. 
Yeah, yeah. So, that's you know, cool. yeah, it is. It's really cool. And if they get that out of it, well, geez, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, they've dusted off all their old bikes and yeah. whatever and just all committed to having a go. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably one of the byproducts of this that I hadn't counted on. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to bring their partners and then mm. their friends and they're all going to come and hang out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be a pretty cool atmosphere. Yeah. Kind of like what used to happen at the Thumpernats. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it proves God must ride a dirt bike because <laughs> um, the weather's going to be epic. It is, man. Well, today's been pretty good too. A little bit of yeah. a breeze today, but tomorrow's meant to be even better. So yeah, yeah. Might I even have to slip, on. slop, slap. Look out. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> so have you got any honour that you'd like to thank or anything like that before we wrap it up? Yeah, I do. With, there's been so many bloody great people that have gotten behind it. And um, MSC products, yeah. from um, they're from the central coast of New South Wales. They manufacture steering dampers, yeah. anti-vibration mounts. They rang me when they heard about it and they said, how can we be involved? Yeah. And they've uh, custom made our trophies. Yeah, right. Vaughan coming has come down to do the race. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they've been epic. Yeah, cool. Um, there's a, a company based in Hallam called Black Blocks Finishes. They do specialist coatings. Yeah. Um, they're so into it. Like the guy that owns it, he's, he rides as well. So yeah. he's here. He's thrown his weight behind it. Yeah. Um, Endless Sunday Motorsport who are down in Dramana now. They import a lot of bikes from America and they restore bikes. Um, yeah. You know, like bikes like we're racing this weekend. So they, they've backed us. Um, Steve Powell from SPMX. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's been awesome. He's donated a, a voucher to every rider in the non-competitive class like yeah. to give them a bit of extra value, awesome. which is wicked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy I spoke about, the grandfather, Sean Bartholomew, he's got a company called Mojo Plant Operations. Yeah. And he's donated some cash. He goes, I want you to give some cash prizes to the C-grade riders. Yeah. He goes, those guys get left out. Yeah. And I thought, how cool is that, you know? <laughs> so we've got, yeah, we've got some, some cash yeah. to give away to the C-grade dudes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Dave from Two Stroke Performance. Like this is right up his alley. He, he yeah, yeah. He's he's right into this, and he's actually our major um, partner. Yeah. So he's thrown his weight behind it, which is bloody fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and and ADB magazine, it's to have an official media partner to give you that space in their magazine. Like the magazine pages cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, the, the space he's given us, we could never ever ever afford to buy. Yeah. Um, and. I don't know, they just share the vision that riding dirt bikes is cool. So, yeah, yeah there'd be a, a story in an upcoming issue. I think it'll be issue 519. Um, so, yeah, Kano Rock's coming out tomorrow to shoot it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so there'll be some cool photos. And, yeah, all of those guys have been unreal. And, obviously, the Cruzics. You know, this place is a bit of a dirt bike paradise, really. Yeah. They've put in a lot of work, and that track in particular is just... Yeah, spot on for us. Prime time. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully all those guys get a big kick out of it tomorrow and, yeah, maybe we'll do it again. Sounds like a good plan, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I hope you are. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Cheers, man.